Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together. I am your only host, Yen. Alrighty, so I know I've got absolutely no right to to sound so cheery when I've really slacked off、um, in terms of recording podcast.、Uh, so for the stern follower of this marvelous, marvelous podcast,、um, I, I. I know I've slacked off, and it's no good.、Uh, I think this is longest. I think it's been two months, and I did not intend this. I'll explain a little bit. Not that I have to, or not that it's necessary, but I'll do it. But the point is,、uh, first, I want to say, don't worry. <laughs>、um, I told myself when I started this podcast that I'm not going to give up until the hundredth episode. So after the hundredth episode, I'll. You know, I'll be more lenient with myself. I'm gonna tell myself it's okay if you don't you stop recording altogether. But before the hundredth, I'm gonna keep recording. And naive as as I was, I thought I would do one episode per per week. So a hundred would be what about two years? I'll finish it. But、uh, it's already been I think three years now、uh, since I started. Um, and I'm only on number seventy or something like that, so I've got at least another year to go <laughs> before I can reach a hundred a hundredth episode.、Um, before I can read the hundredth episode, so yeah, so I'll keep doing it until the hundredth, and that's a promise I made to myself. So I won't just stop suddenly. As for the reason for this long, long gap,、um, for those who've been. Following this podcast, you know that I moved to the UK about five months ago now, and、um, I think, actually, I think it was yesterday that I think I've experienced all range of the normal range of emotions、um, in my whole life,、um, and I think it was yesterday that I reached the full circle.、Uh, not that it's. Matters. It's just an additional fact of my life. <laughs>、uh, the thing is, all right. As you as you know, I moved here five months ago, and then first two months it was just pure excitement and freshness, and a lot of questions and curiosity and observations. And then、uh, third month, I moved with a、uh, moved into a more stable place, so I'm not changing places that often. And that's when I start to have some sort of routine. At least I can do a bit of. Online shopping, buying stuff that I like, and just decorating my room, things like that. Feeling a bit more settled. But it was last month that I found, um, I found a job. It is via some very very um questionable means, but it is a job nonetheless. I got paid, so <laughs> that is the best evidence of having a job, isn't it? Um, and. And so since I got the job, my life has changed not drastically, but obviously I'm having a lot less free time for myself right now, and I therefore have a lot less time to wander around, figuratively and literally speaking. Ah,、uh, well, without wandering around, you really don't have that many ideas. Um, but that's all a big excuse. The real reason is, of course, I think I got COVID the third time. I don't know. I was just coughing for crazy. Like crazy in the past two weeks or so,、uh, today is finally is when I started to feel actually better.、Um, to be fair, I only got I think two doses of the vaccine.、Um, anyway, maybe it's not COVID. Maybe it's just the flu. 
so that's still an awful excuse. Basically, I've been lazy after finding the job and、um, just being feeling、um, a lot of things at the same time, and I couldn't sort anything out. Not that today I have a real definite theme. I sort of have something in my mind, but it's going to be a bit vague. But before I start, I guess I could do a little bit of a、um, English lesson. <laughs> Now that I I I live in England, let's talk about English,、um, shall we? So first of all, a few idioms or Brit- phrases that I hear a lot.、Um, That from from British people, first thing is、um, half cut. So、um, this one is pretty new to me. Half cut just means drunk, really physically. Like you get drunk and you tell you say, "Oh, she's half cut," which means she's probably drunk. And then my my friend was making a joke. He was like, "She's probably quarterly cut." <laughs> so it's kind of funny.、Um, I think it's a pretty British phrase. I've never heard it before from anywhere else. I looked it online. It says it's British, but so there's that. The second phrase is bits and bobs. So this one I find very very cute.、Uh, bits and bobs just means small things, generic physical things. Like you could say, oh my my ex roommate left a bunch of, well my ex roommate left some bits and bobs in the room, which are for me to use. So literally, it's just the. It's really referring to small things, okay? Small things.、Um, I think this is pretty British as well, so that's kind of cute. I think. Third one is this is not particularly British, but it's dodgy,、uh, which just which means very sketchy, suspicious, like something that's worth your suspicion. So you can say someone looks dodgy, or which means they're probably doing strange things. You can say someone is like. Through having some dodgy business going on, which means sketchy business. I know it's it's I I know this term before. It's just I I hear it much more among the British. It's just like posh, right? That's something that British people say a lot. Um, and I think this shows this this is really interesting because it goes to show the the um mentality of British people when you're using a phrase like posh and so so on and so forth. Um, it's like they're building into their daily vocabulary,、um, which means probably they have a strong、uh, idea of what's good and and proper and、uh, good mannerism and all that, versus what's、uh, rough. And that's something they like to say a lot.、Um, and、um, anyway, point is, yeah, a few British pr- phrases、uh, that I learned recently.、Um, And then I was also thinking that I have a feeling, or I, yeah, I I feel that British、uh, colloquial English is is very different from, let's say, American or Canadian colloquial English. And one big difference is that I think their sentences are actually shorter. Um, and and it's not a joke, but they use the word in it a lot. So. You sometimes you may hear that stereotype. So, for example, they may say, "This is just an awful job, isn't it?" Which is really, "This is just an awful job, isn't it?" Right? It's just a rhetorical question, but they use it so much that because they're accommodating that phrase in in their speech so much that they have to cut their sentences short and crisp、um, to accommodate in it. So. 
so you gotta stop very often. And of course, this is part of having a dialogue. You 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 you're not gonna give out a whole Hamlet speech monologue when you're talking to another person. And their way of doing it is to stop and add in it <laughs> in the end of virtually every sentence. So it becomes very funny. Um, but I feel like in a way they're less descriptive, less express, like they express a lot less in 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 a package of speech uh than let's say canadians and americans um so so at least that's what and i feel like they use a lot more idioms to to start with um so idioms are just really fancier words for a simple thing so they're taking up a lot of space in a sentence with idioms and rhetorical questions and one only has that much energy, and I feel like therefore they are expressing a lot less, uh, essentially with each sentence. Um, I don't know. I'm not a linguist or a sociologist, but that's just what I kind of have a feeling about. So, anyway, you got to do a lot of study <laughs> about this, um, which is something quite interesting. I think really to to look at. Um, but that's going to be a lot of work. Um, so there's that about the language and about idioms. And um, all right, that's about it, I think, for for British life. And I would say, which got me thinking, you know, of course, this is really shallow and I'm a bit too naive to 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 think this way. But then I was thinking about the very essence of of being European because obviously a lot of Europeans come here to the UK to do work and stuff. And um, it's then that I realized, my God, <laughs> uh, my English isn't bad, you know. Um, it's, mo- it's not my first language, um, but I consider it my first working language. And the point is, when... I I have I believe I have relatively no accent compared to a lot of Europeans. They do they could be here after ten years or so and they would still have a thick Italian accent, French accent, whatnot. And um it's just very interesting to think about it that way because then I thought about the, the essence of being European or being in the EU. Obviously there's geography, obviously there's economics, but then I was thinking language is a big thing and I was thinking maybe Maybe um, an essence of being European really is to be non-Anglophone. Who says that the essence has to be something that is positively identifiable? It could be a non-existent thing. Like the fact that you're Anglophone makes you non-European. Um, and then you think about it. You think about the countries that actually use English as their first language. I think US is a special case because US is a what is it, like a hot part of a bunch of things, but let's put US and Canada, right, and then Australia, and then New Zealand, and, and, and England, and Ireland, um, but Ireland is different, because they have, they speak, they, they speak their own language as well, so if you really look at it, that the countries that only, and Nigeria, and, you know, I have to look this up, a bunch of African countries are definitely, Anglophone, but I think Nigeria is like first English, uh, first language English as well. Um, that's the one I I know about. Um, 
I swear one day I'm gonna have to read like go through the whole map of Africa and South America and just memorize all of these countries. Point is, the point is, there aren't that many countries whose first language is English, if you really think about it. Um, and, um, and Europe, I think, except for UK, except for the UK, I think there's no other European country whose first language is, is English, right? I think I'm not wrong, right? So I think maybe an essence of you of being European really is being non-anglophone. Um which is alright as a as a as a property of being Europe, right? Um to, to be a non existent thing that could be a property. Like to be a non man, it means you're not gonna have the thing. <laughs> what in the world am I talking about? Okay. I swear I'm not half cut. <laughs> um, and also, by the way, it's very easy in England to become an alcoholic in so many ways. It's just too easy to get alcohol. And to be honest, yes, people are complaining about the prices, but the beer here is still relatively cheaper than uh, some other places that I know. Uh, even London. And I, I pretend it's like when you're conversing with someone else, you tell them, well, yeah, it's so ex- expensive. You complain and complain. But then you think about it, it's really not that expensive compared to a lot of places. Um, even in Taiwan, it's it's quite pricey, alcohol. Anyway, point is, um, yeah, I think being non-anglophone might be uh, one essential characteristic of of being European. Um, and I was surprised by just how many people commenting on how I sound American. They're like, oh, I think you got like a tinge of American accent, which is a bit offensive because I'm not American. (laughs) Anyway, enough about English, enough about this, this cultural stuff. Um, I was, I was just thinking a lot about... The all good old stuff since I started working, you know, what makes you you, what makes you human, what makes you, what is the real part, the real essence of your identity and all that. Um, and I, I was thinking about the, the concept, concept of a back, back end or rather a backstage because, and this is not the difference between external versus internal identity right you know you you got you it's really easy to to make that distinction like it's the simple simplest way that's how most people would would comment about they would say oh like i'm just putting an act when i'm at work and my troop self is when i get home and whatnot but it's not like that i'm not talking about this binary stuff i think i've been thinking a lot about the the backstage story of a, of every person i feel like every person has got this this and i'm not it's not really about the up subconscious or unconscious either uh because subconscious and unconscious in the most simple term simple way of framing is really about what's said versus what's not said but when i'm talking about the, the backstage of your life i think it is a little bit tied to to your home life, like what you think about and what you do once you get home. It is about that a little bit, but and it is somehow a little bit about subconscious and unconscious and the decision 
um, making uh, mechanisms underneath the surface. Uh, it's just a little bit about that. But I was thinking maybe we should have a new concept that um, uh, helps understand your identity and helps understand your uh, decision-making capacity, right? So what I'm saying is sort of like when you are doing, let's say when you go on a website and you right-click and you do function plus like F11 or some sort of key like that, it's going to show up some code. Um, I'm talking about something like that, your code, the code of you. So it's going to be, it's not indecipherable. It is, it is like a good, good computer scientist would be able to read the code. Uh, but you do need a lot of training. But I'm not talking also, I'm not talking about a psychologist who can read the code uh, of your, of your, of your behavior, of your actions. I'm talking about yourself being the the true engineer and the true script writer of that code that is part of your makeup um and 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 so that becomes interesting right if you do i'm just talking about i'm just using analogy right you've got three parts really not just two parts you've got you've got the beautiful website that you're looking on your computer and that's a thing that most people see that most most people can access you've got the extra work which is right clicking and then finding out the css or whatever code uh is used for for the web page so it's actually still written in plain english in a, in a way it's it's a common language and then you've got you who's operating the computer to look at the code and the website right so then i was thinking you you know what is it that we're trying to get to when we're talking about the issue of identity, right? Are we talking about, I, I think the answer is definitely not the website that you're looking at because then what's the point of, of, of deciphering anything? Um, but I think it must be the combination of the guy right-clicking the website and the, the, the actual codes on the website and what the guy is thinking about when he right-clicks the web website and deciphering the code. Hmm. So I've been thinking about this for some time. I've just, I've recently, and I thought about this because people often say one thing and do another. And I think a lot of times they don't even know um, why they're doing it. They surprise themselves. They, um... And they can't. And that's why they can't explain to you why they've changed your mind or why they are being so flaky. And then, and and I think a lot of arguments between people um, arise here because most people would assume that you're doing things intentionally, whereas the fact is, at the time when you made a promise, you you really thought you could do it, and. And after that, it's not because you change your mind intentionally and you're going to break your promise. It's really because um, you altered, um, you you reinterpreted the code somehow. Um, and it's not about intentionally altering the code. It's because the the what the code encodes gets rewritten. So uh, for that analogy, it means, for example... Yes, the code is still hashtag 
F F F F F F. I believe F F F F F F in the code. It means it produces the color white, right? It's not because you've changed the code into some other color. It's because now F F F F F F means maybe purple or something, right? Because it's completely arbitrary.、Um, it doesn't have to encode white to start with. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about, really. But the point is, I feel like. I feel like the real conflict in, well, among people arises not because anyone intends to do anything harmful in the first place. It's because most people just keeps shifting codes in themselves. Like there is some sort of rotation of the meaning of of let's say a particular code for a color, and. It used to encode white, and now it encodes gray. Or some for some people, the the shift of codes just is just so drastic. So what used to be white actually codes for purple right now, and everyone has a different pace of shifting. Everyone's codes shift a little bit more or less.、Um, it's sort of like、uh, what is it? Planetary revolution kind of stuff, and you know how how every year gets. You know, every four year we get the we get the、uh, February twenty eighth, whatever it's called, because it adds up, right? It shifts a little by little, and then it adds up to an extra day of every four years. And I feel like everyone's codes are always changing a little bit. It's just some people change a lot more, fa- a lot faster than some others' codes, and. But then there is it's still more or less a rotation because you're still working with the same coding system. It's not like you it's suddenly completely undecipherable and it's still the same、uh, Roman Roman letters to encode stuff. And that's why there is some sort of very minimal mutual understanding. But we do not have access to how fast the people's codes are being rotated. So some people go from white to To green, some people go from white to very, very light gray. You know, point is, um, and I, I feel like it is very, very lazy to just talk about this in terms of the subconscious and the unconscious or the very simple uh tripartite um structure underneath of of the whatever the ego and the id and whatnot, like all the. Stuff I think is just being lazy. I think it's much more complicated than than just like a two or three or four part thing.、Um, there's the code, and then there's a whole another different person who's reading the code, and then there's this person's decision making system that that makes him decide to rewrite the code altogether. So. There's a person behind the the web design, right? And so the person himself has got another web design,、uh, that's that's controlling him.、Um, but then somehow everyone's codes are still written、uh, with a kind of the similar language, a CSS language, but the the frame time frame is just a little bit different, and maybe time frame is is all that all the difference. It's not that we are. Anglophone, Francophone, and operating with different languages. I think maybe the real difference, ah,、uh, in your personalities and your decision making capacity, ah,、uh, is not in quality but in quant, ah,、uh, in quantity or in in the speed. So, 
I would say that more or less everyone still starts with an hashtag FFFFF that codes for white, right? It's just that the speed of the change in that in 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 the coding is so different. It's not because and it it looks like qualitative different, but in fact it's just a.、Uh, Some people rotate faster than others, and therefore some people seem flaky to others when, in fact, they're just being themselves. And some people can accept that speed. And if you accept more or less the same speed, so when everyone like people who are still on gray together, they'll be together. And then people who are who've moved on to pink or purple, they'll be together, right? Hmm. So it's a very big stretch. Analogy. The point is, I'm starting to think that the difference in people and the difference in the kind of decisions people are making, um, is not a qualitative one. It is more of a issue of speed. You know, some people have to. They want to get married and whatever, do all that family stuff before they turn thirty. Some people can wait until they're fifty five. To really get serious about this, and you just have to find the person who wants the same thing at the same time as you.、Um, so I'm also starting to think that it is not bullshitting when people say things like, "Oh, we met at the wrong time." You know, <laughs> I think that could happen, and I think it might be the very essence of what's going on.、Um, and that's why a lot of people, a lot of student couples, they stay together for a long time because. When you're a student, the time frame is fixed, right? You've got to finish the curriculum in two years, whatnot.、You've、got to finish your thesis with the deadline, and you sort of live under the same timeline. And so, when you're on the same timeline, you're sort of forced to、uh, ponder about life in the same way. But not, it's not really in the same way. It's really at the same speed. So you're supposed to, let's say, you're both master students, then you're you're supposed to think about. Your life in terms of a semester in in the semester time frame, and and this is gonna feel very different、um, to someone who is let's say、um, who is a project manager or who is、uh, a manager of some sort, and they are operating not with the semester, which is. What two or three months?、Uh, they're operating in terms of the financial year. They're operating in terms of every four months, or someone who is an artist and they're operating in terms of five years for a nice piece of novel, or someone who is a filmmaker who is operating with the time frame of eight years, right? And I think people meet the right people. Uh, when they found someone who operates on the same kind of timeline,、um, and I think change is inve- inevitable. So, f f f f f f. It's not gonna stay white forever.、Uh, just like just like every four years we get we get an extra day. I think the coding of your web page,、uh, it's not gonna stay the same forever. It's just everyone shifts the coding at different speeds. Um and your best partner is someone who's gonna be in sync with you, um literally like they are. They're gonna be operating on the same timeline, so that's 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 something I've been thinking about the back end, and I think it's tricky, precisely because we don't think about this that way. A lot of times we just perceive the difference between individuals as a qualitative difference, without without. 
understanding that uh, maybe it's an issue of time. Maybe time is the most powerful currency, and you 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 have to be patient with some people, and 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 in fact, maybe I've heard somewhere that maybe intelligence has to do with speed as well. It's not about how their mind operates differently, qualitatively speaking. It's just that. I guess smarter people think much faster, and they solve problems much faster, right? I think speed might be playing most of the work, doing most of the work,、um, and some people are perceived as very decisive and intelligent because they they can make good decisions very quickly,、um, and it's not and the decision is good not because. Um, it is qualitatively qualitatively different from another decision, but I mean, if it's if there's a qualitative difference between two decisions, it may come down if you break things down to the to the very bottom of it, you may realize that what you perceive to be a qualitatively qualitative difference may actually be a quantitative difference, a difference in terms of speed. Hmm. So that's something to think about. And I. I thought about this because because I was thinking a lot of interesting things that go on in my life,、uh, for example, have come from surprises, right?、Um, and often it's easier to just say, just tell you that that to tell people that oh it's a matter of luck, but and often like a cliche response to that is that oh no it's not luck you've put in the hard work and you've you've、um, You've worked for it, and the luck is the result of your hard work. I don't, I don't completely disagree with this. That that hard work has to do with luck a little bit. But I think if you break things down, when you really analyze your lucky moments or your surprisingly good moments, um, I think yes, I think saying that it's part of your hard work, it's a it's a bit lazy as well. I think if you really analyze the true nature of hard work, I think it has to do with. Um, um, timing. I think ultimately it was when you were putting the work and not seeing result. It was not because you haven't put enough work. It's really just that, um, the timing of the thing to cut to 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 come about is is not right, right? So, for example, a good example of that, of course, is selling things on eBay. Do you think the nature of your thing has really changed after two months? I don't think so. And if you have not changed your price, why is it you think that two months ago,、um, no one's buying it, and suddenly after two months you're getting sales? I think if you haven't changed price or the thing hasn't changed,、uh, essentially, I think timing is the only thing. Like it's been there long enough, and it just needs time. And time is the thing that's doing the magic. It hasn't changed your thing qualitatively,、um, and you have you haven't changed your price. But sometimes it just happens that you have to put it out there for long enough time, and people are buying it. Well, so if all the factors are the same, the only thing that's different is time. And I think this is just a small example. I think a lot of the back end work. Something what's really going on in the backstage is timing, um, and and for example, for example, if you let's say you're selling Apple phones, right? Yes, of course, a lot of people buy new phones because their phone broke or something. Okay, that is qualitatively 
a qualitative difference, a new phone versus an old one. But then, of course, there are people who are going to wait until they're just going to wait and they just don't feel like it yet. And and then one day they'll decide, okay, I'm going to change my phone. There's nothing wrong with my old one, but I just feel like changing. What is the true reason for changing? It's about time to change. And sometimes that is the, the best explanation of a lot of things going on, right? Um, and for example, in terms of dating, people could say things like, Oh, I don't think I know her well enough. Um, I think I'm gonna, we're gonna see a little bit. Well, do you think, after an extra two weeks or so, you really know her that much better? Of course not. The two weeks in the grand scheme of things of eighty years or whatever, is it's nothing. But you feel that you've um known her a little bit better after two weeks, let's say, or even two months, let's say. Um, not because you actually have extra data. Yes, you may have extra data. But I think a lot of times, really, it's really just you just need some time, and during that time, it's not that you're consciously thinking about it, doing the calculations of to be with her or not to be with her. But I think really, like that is the magic of time. It's doing its work without you knowing how it's doing its work, right? Um, and then, but then it's doing its work. Like every four years, you're gonna get that extra day, right? That's what I've been thinking. I've been thinking that a lot of conflicts and a lot of unresolved issue would all just come around when the right time comes,、um, and I think using hard work or 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 luck or just lazy ways to explain the phenomena. But I think what's really doing the hard work or what's really giving you the luck、um, is ultimately time.、Um, it's it's, and I it makes me. Giddy, I think, <laughs> to think about this because it's very fair.、Uh, it's fair and unfair because I feel like everyone has a different sort of preset、um, reactivity to time, and that is the fundamental difference between people. That's why people, you know, some people want to, some people might take five years to to really understand, let's say, the issue of climate change. Some people takes, some people just take. Two seconds to 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 get on board with the idea, right? It could be any example, and I think that is the fundamental、uh, communication gap between people. It's the different time they are taking, different. You know, some people, every for for some people they they get extra day after six years. For some people, they get an extra day every two years, and.、Uh, How in the world can can communicate really? If and the thing is, it's unperceivable, right? In the grand scheme of things, if you get an extra day after two years versus after three years, after four years, it's really difficult to perceive, uh, in the day in your day to day life. And therefore, you have the illusion that, oh, we're all human beings. We speak the same language, whatnot, and there's you can communicate, uh, but just really underneath, everyone takes different time to warm up to each other to. Go through things in their in their mind. They have different processing speed,、um, so there's a lot of back end work going on.、Um, just like writing the website code, you know, some people have a very elegant way of writing the code, and some people have. For me, for example, I I need to do an arduous, really bad, long kind of script,、uh, and I may produce the exact same thing on surface. Like another guy's script, who like take half of the lines、uh, that I'm using, we may look the same on the surface, but underneath, if you check the web code, 
oh my god, we're gonna have very different kinds of, of, art underneath, right? And that's something that requires another person checking, right clicking, checking the code, and that's why conflicts arise. All right, so that's just a load of of, hokum pokum or whatever it is, but that's the back end idea of things is just taking. I've been thinking about this quite a lot because I've been feeling why is it that we're using the same language, we're using the same simple English to communicate. How come people are uh, working at different time frames and people like how come people just don't get it? Um, and obviously, everyone is very complex and everyone can operate on multiple different kinds of timeline at the same time. So, for example, some people may have a really short timeline for family life so they do they get through their family timeline very very quickly but in terms of a career whatever it takes them 10 years to to realize what they want whereas some people can be fast at everything or some people can be slow at everything um anyway that's just theory i've got no evidence or whatsoever to back this up it's just it's just that um recently and this is important because uh, sometimes I don't get my mood swings, right? Uh, when I was like 14 or something like that, um, it's, 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 I'm so slow. Like, I would have a really extremely bad day. The next day, my period would come and I would know exactly that, oh, it's just really just the hormones. And, and yet every month this would be repeated, um, and like every month I will forget that I'm going to get my period somehow um, this month. But then every month there will be one extremely lousy day until I see my period. And then I realize, oh shit, this is my period. Right? And I finally, I think after so many years, I finally understand, alright, now you're just going to at least have one bad day in a month because, because that's your period. Um, so it's sort of like that. I'm suddenly coming to realize that that how, why is it that there are just bad days and there are just good days and it's the good days that are surprise which are surprising that are sort of keeping me going uh, because you know one day the good day is going to come you know you're going to see your period one day and you're going to laugh you're going to see that oh it's just a periodic thing right but you know above that physical period hormone thing I mean I feel like there is this back end web language coding me that and I don't really I haven't had a grasp of my true timeline yet right it's not going to be monthly or anything but I feel like life is interesting precisely because you don't know anything you don't know who's the guy looking at your operating or coding your web page right and you don't know if he set a fast timeline or slow timeline or how many times line timelines have you have had um has he said right are you more of a consistent person where you just fast at everything or he's made you extremely complicated and you're fast at so so many things but you're so extremely slow and some of your fast things could go in seconds and then some of your slow things could get, go in decades right uh and everything one's coded so differently and that's why i think that's how that's the um the um sort of the where the good surprises come from and as of 
I think I talked about it in the beginning of the podcast. I said that I think I finally realized, I finally experienced my whole usual range of emotions uh, after five months in this country. Maybe that's my timeline. You know, I don't know what it says about me, but maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Maybe I've yet to experience a few more emotions. But um, I just have a rough feeling that I've about I've reached about almost everything um, so far. Anyway. So time, yeah, I think that's a real important, mysterious factor in most of our things, and I think it's a relief to be honest when you buy into this theory because then you know people are not fundamentally different. The difference comes in different time, uh, comes via different timing, not via any qualitative, qualitative difference, right? It's sort of comforting to know that, but. At the same time, that is exact exactly what excites me a little bit because you don't know you don't know how other people's time timeline works, right? Um, and I think a big part, big effort, or big yeah, a big part of the effort of the notion of civilization itself is to synchronize everyone's time as much as possible and. Um, but that is precisely why we keep checking the calendar because it's so artificial, um, and most people just don't operate with the same time frame. Um, but I think that is that is the real, true nature of civilization, which is trying to make everyone operate on the same time, um, with the nine to five, with the clock, with the time zones and it's a big thing it's a big currency in in the world obviously and it requires a lot of artificial effort because precisely because it's really unnatural i think um anyway all of this is a big hypothesis and there's no proof whatsoever it's just how i'm feeling um and when i think about this it comforts me a lot because then if i when i believe that most of these things are an issue of time, not an issue of fundamental difference. Then I feel like things will always come around eventually. It's just you got to be patient, right? You got to be patient. You got to feel it out. You got to wait for time to pass, and uh, what you did in the past might be fruitful after all. Mm. And your thing on eBay will be sold after some time. <laughs> anyway, that is just a lot of. Um, hypothesis, but I'm gonna buy that one for now because it makes me feel good. <laughs> um, and faster is not necessarily better; it's just the trend currently. But I don't think faster is necessarily better. Um, in any way, in any case, <laughs> that's about it for today. I've talked a lot, and uh, I will be more diligent with recording. So now that time is a thing. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't make it a big deal of like two months of not recording, eh? Anyway, I'm just joking. I'll be better next week. Um. So have a nice week. See you next week. Bye.